What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Marlboro Show. Today we have Hannah Jo Reed. She is a marketing liaison and bartender. I hope I said that right for Herbology. Herbology is a local company. I think they're local, right? Are they local or are they national? No, they're um they're local, but they they have locations in about five to six different states. So it's a smaller, but they started in Chicago. Nice. Okay, cool, cool. So, Hannah, how, how are you? How's it going? Good. I'm great. You know, just going <laughs> with the punches that life's throwing at us right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. So, so tell me a little bit about you um, and how you got to where you are today. How was that process like and, and uh, why you feel that um, this industry that Herbology serves, the, the people who need medical marijuana, it's so important? So I actually never really thought that I would be in this industry. I am a person that just loves to help people in general. And that's always been something that I naturally, you know, have been drawn to do even, you know, from as early as basically whenever I could make my own decisions. So I have always been looking for jobs and, you know, opportunities that would allow me to serve that purpose in life and just help others um, in whatever way um, really that is unique to me and whatever way that I can. So in about, in 2018, I entered the CBD industry um, and I had been interested in that because of my niece. My niece has um, a rare seizure disorder called infantile spasms. And it's very similar to what um, a lot of people may have heard the name Charlotte Figgy. She actually just passed away from uh, the coronavirus. She's a um, young girl who is, was the first, um, if not one of the first, um, excuse me, mm -hmm. people or children in the United States to legally use cannabis mm -hmm. um, as a medication. And she had a seizure disorder called Gervais syndrome. And she was able to, you know, move to Colorado with her family, blah, blah, blah. They found cannabis and they basically just trailblazed um, the way for, you know, children especially, but cannabis mm -hmm. in general. I think it's pretty safe to say that if the Figgy family hadn't done what they did and were as courageous as they were, um, cannabis would not be considered essential as it is right now and we wouldn't be open during the pandemic as we are now so, yeah my basically yeah. my niece had a very similar story to her but instead of using cannabis she wasn't in a place she could do that so she got about a fourth of her brain removed so hearing that story growing up wow. led me into the cbd industry in 2018 wow that's uh how is how is she doing is she so, she actually is she can walk, talk, feed herself. She was told that she was basically going to be a vegetable after the procedure. And um, it's pretty funny. She is almost the same age that Charlotte Figgy was. Okay. So she's 12 now. And she's about two, three years behind cognitively, I would say. She can only see out of half of each eye mm -hmm. and so forth. But um, she is basically just kicking ass in life right now. She should not be doing what she's doing. That's that's awesome. That's crazy. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. So I am really intrigued. Uh, I have a question first. So when you talked about 
cannabis. So is it the right way to say to say cannabis, or is it okay if people say medical marijuana? Like, which is the right way to uh, to refer to CBD or um, marijuana overall? So you can you can kind of refer to it however you choose. If you say cannabis broadly, um, to most people that would mean hemp, marijuana, that could mean hops that, you know, that beer is made from because it's in the, can I, I can never say it right. It's like the cannabisy family. It's like the plant yeah, yeah. family in. Um, But I hear that most people are referring to medical marijuana as cannabis nowadays because it's, um, mm -hmm. they're trying to, you know, break the stigma of, you know, mar mar the word marijuana in general. Mm -hmm. I say marijuana and you'll see the words medical marijuana dispensary and things like that on a lot of locations so i would say medical marijuana just to differentiate um between that and like hemp but gotcha. it's safe to just call it all cannabis because it really all is cannabis gotcha gotcha so for example i see that right now you guys are really busy with what's going on with coronavirus how how do you think medical marijuana is helping people to go through this? In what ways is 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 this industry helping people to kind of like go from, you know, being isolated and, and feeling anxiety to then using this as a medical tool and being able to um, feel better and kind of just be able to go through this in a better, more positive attitude, I would say so. How do you feel that's happening? How you guys are doing that? Because you guys, I mean, I've seen the lines just right. whenever I'm driving by or whatever. Um, and and it seems like <laughs> a lot of people are, are, you know, need it right now. And that right. will make sense. I mean, for one, I mean, it's peace of mind knowing that we are an essential business. So you can still get your medication just as you would if you were at going to a pharmacy. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you know, anxiety is on the list of approved conditions. So it really does um, help a lot of people with anxiety. And this is a time where no matter what kind of condition people may be using medical marijuana for, mm -hmm. they are going to have a heightened sense of anxiety or whatever um, you know mental health condition they may have. My, mm -hmm. I myself, I have PTSD. And I can say that this time has definitely um, brought up you know, triggers and things like that, that have, I've had to manage as I'm, you know, rolling with the punches, like I said, that the world's given us in 2020. So I think it's really just, it gives people um, a coping mechanism. And, you know, if they're using it for anxiety to kind of physically and, you know, mentally, you know, calm, calm themselves down in this time. And it's, it's also preventing so much, um, so many symptoms of the conditions that they do have. Mm -hmm. So I think that overall, no matter what people are using it for, it can, um, you know, be really beneficial. We have, we have gone through a lot of different um, procedural changes to try yeah. to protect patients as well. So I, I know that they, they can feel a lot safer than you know going to the to the pharmacy um as far as you know social distancing goes mm -hmm. so i think that we're really just trying to do our best to provide 
the, the medicine that we know that they need um, and deserve to have a right and access to. And yeah. Yeah, yeah you I guys. I think it's really great that, um, that it is considered essential and that we can stay open. Do you, do you, were you guys worried that it wasn't going to be essential or that it was not going to be considered essential at some point? Or you guys knew from the beginning that like we're going to be fine in the aspect of that we're going to be able to help people? Like you, you guys knew that or, or were you, like you just didn't know? So they did make it pretty clear when Governor Wolf, um, you know, rolled everything out. Within the first couple of, I would say like, you know, six hours, we knew if, if that qualified us or not because of, you know, the, for the most part, people are in this industry, working in the industry because they believe, obviously, that cannabis is essential um, mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And we didn't really have a doubt in our minds that we would be closed. Like, we're not going to be closing. People do need the medicine. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, so I would say some people were kind of like, oh, are we essential? But for me, I need, and like I can see my manager, like we both were like, oh, we're essential. Like there's no doubt. Yeah, that's good. So uh, one of my, my curiosities about this industry is that there's so much stigma when it comes, when it comes to the whole topic of cannabis. Um, and a lot of people feel a certain way depending on you know, the spectrum even the political spectrum uh, that they are. And so, you know, what are some of the myths like, or ideas that people have about cannabis that are not necessarily real or that it's a misconception? You know, what are the misconceptions that we have um, as a society about this uh, medicine, um, I will say, and, and you know, how should we actually approach it? So I think that um, obviously we've moved away from the really drastic stigmas, like, you know, the movies like Reefer Madness and things like that, where it's people that have a negative stigma these days about cannabis. It's not like that. Um, I think that one uh, misconception that I really think it would be helpful to understand to think, think of cannabis as medicine is that not all cannabis has to get you high. Mm. Um, that's really important because a lot of people are scared of cannabis as medicine, even if they do need it because of that. And yeah. it doesn't have to get you high. You don't have to use it in that um, way. And if you, yeah. if you want to use it for both, awesome. Do you, you know what I mean? You have the right to do that. Mm -hmm. um, another thing is that, I think that there's a certain, you know, like stoner lifestyle or personality traits associated with using cannabis and the cannabis, the effect, I would say this, like the effect that cannabis is going to have on your life or your personality um, is all about the person and your personality mm. before you start using it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's interesting. It's just like um, the people that are going to, you know, go out there and be billionaires are going to go out there and be billionaires because they have that drive. They have mm. that characteristic already. Yeah. It's not, you know, maybe it's handed to you by chance, but cannabis is not going to change you as a person necessarily. You know what? What I'm <laughs> yeah, no, that makes total sense. And I actually, it was, it was really interesting because um, that's a really good point. I think that, uh, you may, when it comes to cannabis, uh, doesn't necessarily 
always or can always or necessarily has to make you or have to make you high um you can have it or use it and and doesn't mean that uh you're gonna kind of like go away or whatever like it, it just means that it's gonna help you relax and if how you say if it's good if you want to do that for that purpose and do you uh because you have the right for it so that was a really good point because there are a lot of people who could potentially um use it you know i know people who uh, use it for medical purposes and um and it helps them you know it helps them with, with how it, uh, specifically people who uh suffer from epilepsy attacks or, or yeah. stuff like that like it helps them cal calm their nervous system right uh which is which is really cool to see how that has been so helpful for people who have that problem so that was a really good point and uh thank you for you know saying that now why is it that marijuana specifically or not specifically but overall that the topic of cannabis it's associated with like the personality traits that people think about when they think of of this topic why do you think it is do you think that is because of the media and like movies and stuff like that or is it just simply because you know that's just the reality like what why is that the case i think that um the large portion of it would be from the media and just how it's portrayed and i think that unfortunately a lot of that has tried to be you know conveyed in a humorous way but the non-cannabis users, not understanding that, um, took a different approach to it. Also, if you're looking at it from an outside standpoint, not being a cannabis user, um, obviously you have a different outlook on that and different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. But yeah, I would say most of it's from the media. But let me say this. A lot of the strains, especially in... I would say like the early years of cannabis, if you will, um, were like indicas, right? So indicas are known to, for most people, give you more of a body sensation. So that couch lock heavy feeling is going to be apparent. So for some people, if you feel like you're lazy because you're sitting on the couch after you, you know, use a really heavy indica strain, that's going to be, that is a reality. Okay. Like, there's some strains you shouldn't use during the day. You also, that's one thing like that dispensaries and cannabis as a medicine really opens up for people and kind of goes away from that stigma um, of people being lazy and having that couch lock feeling. That's something that you can't avoid in some strains. But I think that's, you know, the media definitely has created the stigma, but also, um, you know, neighbors talking to neighbors about somebody down the street back in the 70s didn't help either so i would say really society in general has just created that stigma um just kind of being judgmental and closed-minded about the plant it's yeah. just a plant no yeah that, that makes total sense now it, one of the other things that comes to my head when we talked about this topic is the fact that you know, you say that there are different strains of this plant and there are different uses that can be taken away from each each one. Do you think that we just need to keep doing more research about the plant in itself and, and the potential 
healing and, and kind of like calming abilities that it has, or like we already know all the, but like uh, the whole potential of it. And we just need to adapt to the reality that this is actually useful for people more than anything else. So I think I would say we really just need to do more research. Um, and a lot of, um, we need to do unbiased research. Yeah. And by that, what I mean is a lot of the studies, um, even some studies that I have relied on for information um, over the years, mm -hmm. because I tend to talk to cannabis with, uh, sorry, to people about cannabis, oh. um, you know, more than I might even like to. I kind of feel like I'm working all the time, but that's also <laughs> why I am in the industry that I am in because I want to yeah. help people. So if someone at the grocery store sees, you know, like my shirt that says like, you know, herbology on it or whatever it may be like grassroots on it, mm -hmm. um, whatever brand I'm wearing at the time. And they wanted to talk to me about it and ask me a question. I'm totally open to that. So what I was going, sorry, I kind of trailed off there, uh, but, um, with the research that has been done, a lot of it has been biased to one side or the other. So they kind of find what they want to find and they can test certain, you know, groups of people that they choose, et cetera. So it might not even be accurate until somebody does research on that research that study so they'll mm -hmm. basically do that study in a different way and yeah. to find out you know if it's legitimate or not so we don't know really half of what we should about cannabis mm. um we are actually discovering new cannabinoids cannabinoids are you know molecules on the plant such as thc and cbd mm -hmm. that interact with um our endocannabinoid system in our bodies we actually make endocannabinoids so they're it's basically like a supplement so we're discovering new cannabinoids almost every day. Like it's pretty crazy how much, how much benefit the plant does have that we don't even know about. Um, so, and honestly, there's some things, there's some scary things that we might know, not know about the plant. Like I think about, you know, I'm not 26 yet. My brain's not fully developed. Allegedly, you know, it can impair your brain development physically. So it's things like that, that we don't actually really know. Um, and because we haven't been able to do that research because we're very limited, you know, through the government. So the federal government, I will say. The yeah. state government, I don't really have much problem with. <laughs> no, that, makes, that makes total sense. And I think that, uh, you know, more research will definitely help. Because uh, that's one of the things I hear the most, the lack of understanding of the whole topic in itself. Um, myself, so like I always make sure that, that I'm open to hear more about it um, because even though I, I don't necessarily use it myself, um, I feel that there's a lot of potential good use to it that uh, people who need it for their anxiety, I believe depression too, uh, or any other type of um, disease that will require somebody to use uh, cannabis overall will be will be helpful. And, and I feel like because of the stigma, how you were saying earlier, people feel afraid that I don't, you know, I, I, I'm kind of curious to, to do this, but I feel people are going to judge me 
if they know that I'm using it. You know what right. I mean? And so because there's this like societal judgment that comes from using it or, or even talking about it. Um, sometimes, depending on who you're talking with, um, it could become this whole, you know, debate on the topic. And sometimes, sometimes unhealthy debate. Um, right. You know, and, and what when I asked you to to talk about this, my my honest goal was to literally learn. I mean, I, I'm looking to learn more and kind of like understand how this could actually help people in a larger scale. I mean, this industry is huge. And I and I think that once it becomes legal, it's gonna change. It's gonna help a lot of people with work, uh, because it, it it will it will provide job job opportunities. Um, and, and I I wonder though, once once that happens, do you think that the like the stigmas overall that we have as a society about it, it's gonna change because now it actually provides with a larger group of people with money rather than now it's probably like a specific group of people. Cause I don't know, like we have to go through some type of training before you actually can work or just some type of like background. Like how does that work for you guys from getting hired to actually then working? What's the process for that? So there's, there's obviously a lot of different roles in the cannabis industry. You know, you could be an investor, you could be, you know, owner, you could be a manager, you could be a bud tender like me. So as far as, you know, sorry, my dog, my puppy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, as far as working in a medical marijuana facility in Pennsylvania, you do have to go through uh, a state training, which is, you know, mandatory. And it really tells you a lot about the rigorous tracking that they do. They're very meticulous when it comes to the tracking of the plant, which I think is great. Um, the tracking of seed from seed to sale is what they call it in yeah. the cannabis industry. So, you know, what, what that seed was germinated in, what soil it was used, what, if they used this pesticide or not. Um, and that is one thing that it's really annoying as an employee, honestly, because there's so many things to keep track of. Things are always changing. The DOH is always changing, you know, et cetera. But um, it is great for, for the consumer, for sure. Um, there's, so yes, we do go through a, a rigorous state training and then really about the plant, like I was saying, we're learning new things every day. So as far as um, an individual bud tenders or um, you know dispensary workers knowledge of the plant, that could vary from dispensary to dispensary, depending on how much that dispensary trains or how much research that person has done outside of um, work by themselves. That's so, true. but we do go through state training, um, which is which is pretty great. But then I, the knowledge of the plan itself can kind of vary. Gotcha. Now, how do you, like how can you find reliable reliable information about cannabis if somebody like me says, you know what, like I really want to know more about this. I want to get more informed. I want to understand this topic better. Where should I go? Or in what ways can I make sure that the information that I'm getting is the like is unbiased or the most unbiased or you know how how can that happen? So really, I would recommend um, to obviously you can go on Google, right? Yeah. But I would recommend Weed Maps or Leafly. 
Those are two huge cannabis resources that you can find everything from different, um, you know, information on how different cannabinoids work in the body to what local dispensaries are near you. And those are two um, really notorious websites that I could say that I would, I trust the information on there. I go on there for my own research. If I question something, I always, you know, back it up with other things. And I always encourage everyone to double check, you know, what they do read on any topic, you know, even if it's not cannabis related. But yeah, those are two really good resources. Um, and then, I mean, the next best thing I would say, like, it, or, or better is, when you go into the dispensary, don't be afraid to talk to the bartender about questions you might have. Um, it could be, you know, something that you saw online about, you know, flavonoids and you want to ask. I'm sure that they would either be willing to find the answer or be willing to explain it to you. So that's what we're there for. What are three questions that every person who's going to a dispensary should ask uh, before purchasing or getting any type of uh, medical marijuana. Well, that's hard. Um, or usually, usually, <laughs> it doesn't have to be like, you know, whatever you could think of, um, or that you usually get asked if, if, you know, people are allowed to know, um, what are those three questions? So the first question I get a lot that I would like to not hear as much is, <laughs> <laughs> is how much THC is in this product, right? Gotcha. That's a good what, one. What you should ask uh, is what are the terpenes in this product? Mm. So terpenes are, um, they're not essential oils, but that's e the easiest way to explain it to someone that doesn't know what they are. Mm -hmm. They determine how you feel from a plant. It determines the, med the medicinal effect of the plant entirely. So they also determine what, you know, sativas and indicas. That's a really popular terms um, that I'm not going to elaborate on right now. But <laughs> the terpenes are what they should be looking for. So instead of, you know, how much THC is in this product, I would love to hear how, what are the terpenes in this product? Um, what I other question that, would you like to get asked? Let's, let's go that route. What right. other questions would you like to get asked? I, I actually, I think this is weird that I like to be asked this, but I love it when people ask me what the negative side effects of marijuana are. Interesting. Because people don't really think of that. Because it is, I mean, really, there's not many and they're not like severe or anything like that. Yeah. But I love to hear that because you should be concerned about that. You know? Uh, that's a cool way to put it because you are so like open about like the positives and the negatives. Like you're not just trying to go like all the positive side of it and not look at the negatives um so that's a that's a cool approach now what are the what are the negatives uh from from using uh marijuana or medical marijuana so there's not a lot of people that i come in contact with that have a negative reaction um to marijuana in general i have i know like a couple people offhand that genuinely do not have a good experience with marijuana. One of my best friends, um, like cannot even like use it at all. It just makes her have like a weird sensation all over her body and she just does not react well with it. Um, but the more common ones would be 
Um, if you do use too much of really any type of marijuana or cannabis product, like CBD, even hemp-based CBD can do this to you. Um, if you have too many cannabinoids in your system, it can give you a headache because basically your body is not uh, processing it in time you know, to use it, right? It's like when you drink too much protein shake before you go to the gym and you get an upset stomach because you know, your body can't use it all. Not good. <laughs> so that's a big one is um, a headache. Another one would be um, a slight like shakiness, I would say, which usually mm -hmm. would come along with anxiety. Yeah. Um, some terpenes will cause, um, well, not will, but could cause anxiety because they are uplifting and energizing. If you already have anxiety or like PTSD though, they could um, kind of mess with your nervous system a little bit to make you have kind of that physical anxiety, shaky feeling, which can then lead to paranoia. Um, uh, I actually have experienced that a lot because I do have PTSD and anxiety. Um, and I have slowly, but you know, steadily actually been able to use sativa strains now, which are the energizing ones, which are most likely to cause paranoia. Um, so it's really person to person, not everyone with anxiety experiences that. So I don't want people to be scared of sativa strains. Yeah, for sure. But that is definitely something that can, um, happen. And I mean, the other thing is that you know, using too much of any cannabis product, even a sativa, could make you tired. That's one thing that's big with CBD as well. It is great for sleep, but um, with, um, like I said, I was started in the CBD industry, so I was working with hemp products. That can't, that's, you know, everyone kind of uses that nowadays. I feel like if they use it for sleep anxiety, they'd give it to their dog, whatever. Um, but it can definitely make you sleepy, which can be a negative side effect if you're not looking for that especially during the day you know at work or whatever yeah. um yeah so there's not there's not a ton they can in interfere um certain you know cannabinoids and things can interfere with certain medications but it's usually like it's like a heart medication or something like that um there's not really too many negative side effects of cannabis the great thing is that um if you do experience negative side effects the worst thing that's going to happen is that it'll be over once it's out of your system in a few hours. So that is why um, it is such a diverse plant to use is mm -hmm. a, cause it's natural and you physically cannot, you know, die from cannabis. There's not been any report of deaths ever from cannabis in the, you know, the thousands and thousands of years we've been using it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. They're not, you know, super severe side effects, but they can be yeah. really uncomfortable. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think there's any correlation between, because I think, I think you mentioned something about that earlier, but between someone's personality and, and how cannabis can affect them. Uh, Cause I've heard people who, who have used it and it gives them more of like that anxiety type of like, mm -hmm. you know, paranoia type of feeling. Uh, there's other people who feel the opposite, who feel like they just get destroyed by it and they just want to sleep. Right. Um, uh, this, 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 the other group of people who are simply, you know, able to function um, no matter what. So I, I do you think there's any correlation to that or from what you have, like from the research you have done, is there any correlation between people's personality types and, and how that, how, 
cannabis can affect them uh, at all? Yeah, I definitely think there is. Um, I you I think that it. So there's two factors in this, right? One is going to be the personality type, um, and by that I don't just mean like the personality. I mean how the person thinks and deals with their emotions. And then there's also the biological part of it where everyone's body absorbs different levels of cannabinoids um, at different rates. So that is, you know, the, the thing I'm not going to go into right now because that's just science. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I would say that I see a lot of people, even if they do have anxiety and that's what they're using it for, um, that are kind of like those go-getters. They're like, kind of, I would say like, um, what's the right word? like a adrenaline junkie that really go for sativas and such. And it's not, you know, every single one of them, but they'll go for that sativa feeling, even if they're using it for anxiety and like it might make them uncomfortable. That's like what they go for. Um, I, me, like I'm a pretty, as you can tell, like I'm a pretty open, you know, I see things how they are. I'm kind of easygoing. I'm, definitely high maintenance as a person, but I'm easygoing. <laughs> um, so I literally love like every kind of strain. And so you like, there's people like that that are very open to everything. And then there's people that, you know, they're very high strong. They have that personality and they only want to calm. They only want to be calm. You know what I mean? They only use Indica's, um, whatever it may be. It also goes for different forms as well. So I feel like certain personality types um, are drawn to like certain forms of cannabis, like have like your dab guys, like strictly dabs, which is a concentrate form. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then like you have like your old like hippie man or like hippie lady who's like, has that like, oh, I just want like a heavy indica. I just want to chill out. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? Like watch my grandkids play. And like, I will only use flour, like dry flour, nothing else. So I think that definitely plays into um, people's cannabis use just as, you know, people pick their um, like perfumes and like yeah. how people's dogs are like them and so on. But yeah, yeah, it definitely plays into that. That makes total sense. So one of the things that um, I, I, I've heard a little bit, a little bit of it, and it's the idea of, you know, what you was I mean, I don't, the, the knowledge that I have of how it's used is that you smoke it. I'm uh, pretty sure that, I mean, you, I know you can, there's edibles that you can eat it and there's other ways that you can consume cannabis. But for those who, who smoke cannabis or marijuana specifically, um, is there any, any uh, bad effects on like their lungs? just like when people smoke cigarettes and like cigars and not like just anything, is there any bad effects? Like, you know how people who smoke that affects their lungs in the long term and blah, blah, blah. Is there any, is, is, does that happen to like people who smoke it rather than consume it in other ways? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that we like to think of cannabis like, Oh, it can't hurt me. But obviously smoking or vaporizing anything into your lungs is not going to be great um in pennsylvania the department of health does not advise to smoke the plant 
like when I'm in the dispensary, I literally cannot tell my patient to smoke the plant. I can get in trouble for that. Like, so I can only tell you that, you know, to vaporize it in Pennsylvania, but smoking anything is definitely going to have a negative effect on your lungs. Um, and I've seen a lot of different studies, honestly, like this is going back to the research that I was talking about earlier. For me, I think that um, I've seen, you can hear my voice right now, like I'm a little bit raspy. It definitely like has an effect on your throat, on your lungs. I've seen um, like a little bit, not really much, but like I feel like I'm feeling like a little bit of a difference in my lungs throughout the years. Um, I also try to vaporize it as much as I can just because of that fact or like use an edible or something like that. Um, but I've seen different studies that have said that cannabis can improve your lung function. Um, and I've also seen different studies that it can have the same effects um, as, you know, smoking cigarettes, obviously without the um, stickiness of the tobacco. But anything that you're going to use as medicine, tobacco is technically a medicine, you know what I mean? Any kind of plant, um, the beneficial parts are going to be fatty like oily. So anything that you're going to bring into your lungs is going to have that um, same like consistency, you know what I'm saying? Like through, mm -hmm. through the vapor, through the smoke. So a little bit of it will also stick to your lungs over time. So definitely um, there's negative effects of smoking anything, including gotcha. cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so is there, what would you say would be the healthiest way to consume cannabis? Is it to eat it? Like with edibles or or what other ways rather than in smoking yeah i would say the healthiest way would be to either use um, a sublingual which is just like a tincture that you would put under your tongue like the oil um, that soaks into your bloodstream and it's also pretty quick the other way would be um you know to eat it i also have seen you know studies like we don't know so right so say you eat um a pot brownie or a cannabis brownie every single day for 60 years. What's that effect gonna have on your stomach and your liver? Because that's where it's going through to process. We actually don't know, so I can't tell you. Yeah. So you know what I mean? So, but I mean, I think it's safe to say that eating it or using it sublingually um, under the tongue would be the safest way just because it's not harming your lung in any way. But yeah. if you do choose to vaporize it, um, which is one of the methods that I use, Mm -hmm. um, definitely that's going to be a lot safer than smoking and it's also a lot cleaner you mm -hmm. also typically um, waste a lot less of the plant because when you um, light that plant on fire you're losing a good amount of the cannabinoids so mm -hmm. you might be actually losing some of that th that precious precious thc that everyone looks for um, <laughs> so yeah vaporizing it is going to be the best way if you're not gonna eat it gotcha I mean, and honestly, like eating a brownie every single day for the next 60 years, <laughs> probably, probably you don't want to do that. But I, and I get the point, though. I get the point. And uh, if, of all ways, if like if, if I ever consume cannabis, it will, it, I will eat it. And it will be a brownie for sure. Because yeah. I love brownies. Um, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. I probably put some ice cream with it, too. But um, no, that's so cool. So... What else uh, do you feel like people should know about? And also, this is a question that probably has nothing to do with the whole conversation we're having, but I'm still gonna ask, <laughs> ask that to you. And it's, um, 
if you could go back in time, any time in your life, and give yourself one piece of advice, uh, what would you say to yourself? Um, I would, this sounds really cliche, but I would say do what makes you happy. I'm a person that sees things how they are, but I think it's really easy to, um, convince yourself and lie to yourself of, you know, convince yourself otherwise of other than what reality is, um, and put yourself in situations that don't make you happy. And like, you might think that you're happy. But deep down, you know that you're not. And then I feel like, you know, depression gets worse. Anxiety gets worse in those situations. So I would just say do what makes you happy. Like, I think that really sounds selfish. But do what makes you happy. And that sounds really cliche. And I hate to say that. But <laughs> it seems like you're suffering while you're saying it. Like, oh, the what makes you happy. But, I know. You know. Like, that's the first thing that came to mind. So I was like, Hannah, you have to say that. But, like, I hate to say that. <laughs> Why, why do you hate to say that? Just out of curiosity. Just because it sounds cliche. Cliche. Yeah, you um, feel like everybody says it, or probably a lot of people say it. Yeah, definitely. But it's definitely true. I mean, I think that we take that for granted a lot mm. is our own happiness and whatever, you know, whatever comes from that. Like, the little joys in life really are, um, really are important. And I can say that even, like, in those times, like, I was talking about where I put myself in situations where... I wasn't happy and I wasn't, you know, I was content with being however I was at the time. Um, the little things in life, like the flowers on the street or, you know, somebody smiling at me, um, you know, friend saying something funny to me over text or whatever. Those little things in life got me through those times. So I appreciate those more now, but I've definitely just let go of the negativity in my life and really done what's make, made me happy. And I'm trying to like continue that because it's, you know, it's hard to do. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you still said it because I'm pretty sure a lot of people who are going to hear it are going to um, also think about that. Too. So you never know how that can actually help somebody else who probably is where you were back then and could use that and say, you know what, like I need to get out of this or whatever. Um, well, where can people find either you or, you know, Herbology, um, how should people kind of like visit you guys and whatever? So, I mean, Herbology has their own website. I really shouldn't mm -hmm. speak on their behalf, you know, but myherbology.com is their website. Um, gotcha. I mean, you can look that up by Googling it. Yeah. Um, and like I said, they have locations, you know, in different states. Uh, for me, I mean, my main Instagram uh, is my name, but if it's cannabis related and like anyone wants to ever shoot me a question, a lot of my patients follow me on my um, Hannah Hayes MMJ Instagram page. And, you know, they ask me questions about random things sometimes, even if you're not my patient and you have a question about cannabis that you can't find online or whatever. I don't, yeah, reach out to me. I don't care. Cool, cool, cool. All right, well, hey, Hannah, thank you so much uh, for taking the time. I know you basically got from work, kind of like got ready for this super quick. Um, I actually was like, ah, oh, crap, I feel bad. Uh, <laughs> um, I was going to even say if you want to like move it later on today, but um, that's cool. That's cool. So thank you so much. I appreciate your time. And hey, guys, if you want to find out more about this topic, make sure you visit 
herbology.com just to find more resources there and uh, also listen to what Hannah said overall. I think it was all really helpful and beneficial. So uh, thank you guys and I'll see you until next time. Peace.